Ho, 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 Merry Christmas, Jets fans. The Jets and Commanders will face off on Christmas Eve. It's the worst-ranked offense, worst-ranked defense. Oh, it should be a doozy at MetLife Stadium. Kaz and I will preview the game. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers, who now says he's hoping to play more than just one year. So we might have a few years of Rodgers with the Jets. The Jets battling for a top-five pick Sunday. And also, we answer your questions, your mailbag questions from Twitter. We will answer them all. Also, what's your favorite Christmas movie? We'll do all that. It's coming up next on a Merry Christmas edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What a bum! Look at the freaking scoreboard! You are not close! You play to win the game! Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan! You guys have to earn this stuff! You're gonna have to suffer through another few years! I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only okay. Gangs all here. We love it. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. I'm Jake Brown alongside my co-host, Jets beat writer for the Post, Brian Costello, happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Nothing says a great Christmas present like the 32nd ranked offense facing the 32nd ranked defense on Christmas Eve. Nothing puts you in the holiday spirit like watching a terrible offense go up against a terrible defense in a game that matters absolutely nothing for any sort of playoff implications because he'll be there. We'll be there strong. Him and the other 10,000 people will be there. 10,000? You think there'll be 10,000 people there? There'll be some lunatics. Maybe you're counting those of us who are working, yeah. Yeah, if you include the workers, you include the suite attendants, the the press, I think it'll make it to 10,000, and most of them will be absolutely crazy. And, you know, the the good thing is, you want to think a positive is the holiday season. There is no rain in the forecast. Yes, good weather. So finally there will be a 45-degree game, no conditions, and a nice Christmas Eve. Do you, do you got a Christmas Eve Christmas memories covering football? Sure. I mean, Victor Cruz. Mm-hmm. Right? That's an easy one. That was Christmas Eve, right? That was Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the Victor Cruz element of that overshadows everything, obviously, and what's always will be remembered. But to me, I remember looking at the stat sheet at the end of the game and Mark Sanchez had dropped back over 60 times, which was not a... And they were winning most of the game. If you remember, like the Jets were controlling that game until the Cruz play. And so 
I knew Schottenheimer was going to get fired after that because it was like, holy crap, what are you doing? That one definitely stands out. I'm trying to think if there's any other Christmas ones. Not really. I don't remember any other Christmas ones standing out. I don't think I've ever had to cover a game on Christmas Day. Jake, I don't remember that if it did. I don't remember. You'll remember it. If the Jets won that game, was there a good chance they were making the playoffs? That was 2011, right? I wouldn't say good chance. There was a chance, right? So what happened was they lost the Eagles the week before. They got destroyed like 48 to 17 or some crap like that. And that that basically put their hopes, dimmed their hopes. And then if they had won that week and then won again in Miami, I think they could have made it. Because they still could have made it. If they had won in Miami in the last week, that's the game, the San Antonio Holmes game. If they had won that and then a bunch of other things happened, they still would have made the playoffs. So because they finished eight and eight that year, the law, they were eight and six going into that Giants game, which I mean, now you'd be like, there'd be parades if they were eight and six. <laughs> yeah, eight and six in Philly, they're, they're rioting for three straight losses. I said, if they were Jets fans. Uh, the whole city would be torn down. So it's interesting looking back in that. It was the last game before the uh, – 99-yard Holland Tunnel that our, our guy Adam Shine went to. And it was the start of this 13-year decline as we talk about it. But, yeah, it's going to be a rough one on Sunday. And the stories leading up to that rough one is officially we won't have Aaron Rodgers, but he will be on the roster. What is your feeling on – I have mixed emotions on this because – I get it. A fullback. It doesn't matter today. I almost, I feel bad for him though. Like he's back. He's losing. back. He's back. He's going to, they're going to sign him to the practice squad and he'll be elevated Saturday. Like there's no, he's not. Gone. Okay. And his, well, his money was, was vested once he was on the roster week one. He's not losing any money. He's not losing. Okay. All so right. I didn't happened. know that. Okay, nah, yeah, so was, I mean, or people, Nick did people make a big deal about that? I don't know. If they made a big deal. People were like, "Wow, take it." I mean, there were people made a big deal. Like he took a roster spot of a guy nah, trying nah, to he's, get. He'll be back today. They'll sign him today to the practice squad. He's dealing with an injury, so I'm not sure if he can play Sunday. So, but if he's healthy, they'll elevate him Saturday to the active roster and he'll play. He's a vested veteran. So, whose spot will he take? Them? Oh, they'll cut someone on the practice squad. Gotcha. Which okay. is, you know, I mean. Which happens every single week. Uh, you know, you had to do this because Rogers, he's worked for three weeks now practicing. Like, like you want him to get as much football in as he can uh, as he works his way back from the Achilles. Like, I think this is good stuff for him. I and uh, you know, I wouldn't be giving him eleven on eleven reps like they planned. Now, like, I'm not going to take reps away from Trevor Simeon, who I think is going to start this week, or. You know, Zach, if he comes back, like, but but he's getting good work in, and if if you did not activate him. Jake, he can't practice anymore. So he can throw to the side with like equipment guys if he wanted to, but he couldn't be on the practice field with the Jets. So I, I think this is important to let him keep keep practicing and you want him to get as much football in as he can. And, you know, the Jets social media team, one Jets drive, they need it. I mean, you need content here these final few weeks. So they still I, do one Jets drive every week. Every week. Yeah. Every wow. week. Or they they might do it two games in a one now. They might have consolidated. Yeah, I was going to say, man, they've got to be scraping for content. Yeah. They even do all that's why they, they need these slow motions football well, porn not, videos that's of not Aaron why he's That's not why he's practicing, Jim. I know I it's not you, why, but I assure you the content team has no say in this decision whatsoever. Uh, the plan all along was for him to be on the active roster even if he couldn't play rogers also said this week guys uh he wants to play more than one year and that opened some eyeballs i think we all assumed he would try to play more than one year but now he says it uh what do you think about that could he be a jet now not just 2024 but now 2025 could he be new york jet yeah i've always assumed that because of his contract that's always the way that when they read the contract, he'd be here through 2025. So I think the only way he wouldn't be is if he wins the Super Bowl. 
Interesting. Away from the money. So yeah. what is what is the 2025 contract situation? I didn't. I didn't a lot of money. Numbers. All the money that he pushed off got basic basically gets paid in 2025. So the Jets can't really. They really. There's no really way to get out of this contract before 2026. We'll see what happens with that. I'm, that's a positive. I think you know we thought it might be possible. I think he's good that he said it, and I think it'll be a good sign. If Aaron Rodgers here two years, you know you missed out on one year. You got to get him for two. Uh, Zach Wilson. What's the update there? You know his mom had posted about his symptoms. It was an unlikely source, I guess, on Instagram. Uh, what did you think of the whole Zach Wilson saga? Uh, yeah, he's got a concussion um so i think he's unlikely to play uh we're recording this before thursdays they're, they're only doing walkthroughs uh wednesday thursday but i would not expect him to be able to come back from a concussion in a week that's pretty tough did not practice wednesday you have to return to practice before you can play that's part of the concussion protocol so we'll see you know maybe he's out there thursday but i'm, I'm gonna guess this is trevor simeon this week all right then we get the trevor simeon christmas eve show i i guess against sam howell although sam howell was benched last week for jacoby Brissett. i think so. they say he's the starting quarterback though after the game okay so Howell will still start we'll see what how short his leash is we get two teams uh, with quarterbacks who have a shot of getting benched every week. Uh, it's a rough situation for the Jets and Commanders. They fight for a top five pick. Tankathon right now has the Commanders at four. Their strength schedule is 513. The Jets at seven at five and five and nine, excuse me, and their strength schedule is 508. So I believe you, you said the, the worst strength of schedule gets the higher pick. So the Jets would be higher. The theory, the theory is if you have the same record and you played a weaker schedule, you deserve the better draft pick. All right, so the Jets, because uh, the Giants are probably going to lose the Eagles. They'll go to 5-10. and 10. The Bears win 6-9, and nine, and then the Jets would top, I believe, all of them and move into the fourth spot, potentially. You don't know uh, that all the results affect it, so it's, it's a lot, still a lot of football left before the draft. So. Yeah, well, they're at seven right now. We'll see if they hop a few spots, and that's uh, – that's the lure to this game. You know, it's it's draft, and you're not going to say you want to see what you want to see in Trevor Simeon. And I think you're seeing now, you see guys nick nooks and crannies and nicks and bruises, cause and like we said, guy, this is the start of the business decision week where some guys are they're a little banged up. They're not going to take the risk and play. What what do you see on the Jets side? Who's banged up? Who's playing? Who's not? Yeah, I think everybody's playing, Jake. Uh, the only, I mean, Quentin Jefferson went on IR. He had that was a pretty looked like a pretty bad injury he suffered Sunday. But I think everybody else is okay. You know, that was banged up. Max Mitchell's back practicing. We'll see if they play him or Billy Turner at right tackle. But I don't think there's anyone who's going to be out this week uh, other than Zach, you know, with the concussion. Yeah, there's no use playing Zach, even if he clears concussion protocol in a game that does not matter. Uh, all right. Well, I think they t- play him if he clears concussion protocol. You say it doesn't matter, but if you're Robert Sala sitting there and everybody's calling for your job, it matters. Like so, they have a better chance of winning with Zach Wilson than Trevor Simeon on Sunday. So if he cleared, I think they'd play him. But I just I don't see how. I, I don't think I think Purdy might have cleared in a week from a concussion, but I don't think many other guys have cleared this year uh, in a week from a concussion. Can you sense the frustration from Sala and the you know the noise heard around him about potentially getting fired? Do you sense it in in the press conferences? A little bit, you know, I think uh, I think his feeling is, you know, <clears throat> the season was lost four plays in and not enough people are giving that enough blame. But on that, on that, on the injuries and, and on the offensive line injuries. Uh, so I do think, you know, he's he's probably frustrated in that. You know, he gave a little soliloquy the other day about uh, how great it was 
in the summer of 2023 and on September 11th, and we're going to feel that again. So that to me was him saying, Hey guys, remember, remember there was excitement about this team. It just went, it went bad because of injuries. So I think he's a little frustrated with that. All righty. Let's, uh, let's preview this. I don't know much, how much there is to preview uh, Christmas Eve, Sunday, 1 PM, four and 10 commanders, five and nine jets, 32nd ranked offense, 32nd, Ranked defense, uh, I guess, break the game down, Kaz, as best as you can and, and make your pick. I got nothing, Jake. I don't know. I haven't looked at the commanders. I mean, I, I saw they're, they're terrible. And I can't pick the Jets because Trevor Simeon is the quarterback. And the offensive line, what they did last week in Miami was probably the worst offensive line performance I've ever seen. So it's hard for me to imagine. It's going to be 180 degrees different this week. That being said, the commanders are obviously terrible. Ron Rivera is going to get fired. They fired their defense coordinator a month ago. But I just I can't pick the Jets. Uh, I'll go Commanders nine, Jets seven. That's that's the kind of score you would imagine for this kind of game. It's going to be very low scoring. If you know, I'd probably take the under. I didn't even check what was the spread in this game. Is it? I think it's Jets, three. I think the Jets are favored by three. Jets are favored. You know, what? I'll take the Jets. Screw it. It's the last time. I haven't took him in a while. It's the last time we're going to take him. Maybe you take him against the Patriots last week. I'm not going to take him against the Browns who are fighting for potentially a division title. So I'll take the Jets. I'll say 13 to 9. It's going to be one of those kind of ugly games. Three field goals. Jets get a touchdown, two field goals. The over is uh, 37 and a half. I'd be a little surprised if it made it uh, that far. But the commander's defense is terrible. Maybe this is Trevor Simeon. Uh, Trevor Simeon game, the Simeon game. But, yeah, it's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. Enjoy the game. Enjoy uh, the Christmas Eve game. Enjoy your time uh, home. Enjoy the time with family. Uh, let's go next to our mailbag segment. In a perfect situation, we win a championship next year, and he walks off in the sunlight, you know, but uh, but that's a whole other discussion for the offseason. So. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've got mail. Gang's all here. Podcast, Jake Brown, Brian Costello, at Brian Cos, at Jake Brown Radio. And you could tweet at Brian Cos where he has put a mailbag out there and we will read your replies. Now, let's start with uh, Israel DMS7, who is a loyal listener of the show. What do you think it'll take? What will the Jets be willing to give up for Devontae Adams? Cause I think it's got to be at least one first round pick. I'd be shocked if anything less. Yeah, I'd be shocked. I mean, what did what did um what did the Raiders give up for him, Jake? A first and a second round pick is what they traded for him. They they traded a first and a second. All right. So then first and a second. 
that you first this year and a second in 2025, you know, would probably be, and then, and then maybe, you know, maybe another late round pick or something. All right. So there's, I I don't know if the Jets would be willing to do that. And I I wouldn't do that for sure. You would not trade for him. No, no. The, The Jets need to draft an offensive lineman and I would sign. Mike Evans or T Higgins or so one of those guys who, if they hit the market in free agency and you're just giving them money, you're not giving up draft picks. I mean, Devontae's what, 32 years old at this point. Uh, obviously he would have a great impact for 2024. You'd think, but he's 30. He'll be 31 on Christmas Eve, actually on Sunday. So 30, so be 30, he'll be 31 going to 32 next season. I would go a different route and not, not give away assets. I mean, to me, if you watch last week's game, Right. Put Devontae Adams out there. It's he's doing nothing because they couldn't they wouldn't be able to get on the ball. Like you need to shore up this offensive line. And obviously in the draft, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is available, maybe I feel differently because that's a wide receiver that's gonna be on your team for 10 years. But other than him, I'm I'm taking one of those tackles with this draft pick. The other side of it, guys, that you're, people argue is that Rodgers is going to vouch for them to trade for Adams. I guess they just got to say, hey, you're not the GM. Uh, I'll call the shots. Yeah, I don't think it's but, just Rodgers. I think other people want him, too, in the organization, you know. But I think ultimately it's Joe Douglas. And Joe doesn't usually give away draft picks in trades. So Interesting, though, if they could – or if they keep their pick this year, assuming they're better next year, it's a late first-round pick, would the Raiders consider taking a 2020 – uh, I got to do the year right. 2025 first round pick. for Dante Adams yeah. and the Raiders are going to be in the mode where they need stuff this year. Right. They're going to they're gonna have a new GM and and I don't know if they're going to hire Antonio Pierce or another coach, but they're going to be in like rebuild now mode. They're not going to be looking. You you do that future pick stuff, Jake, for a lesser player than Devonte. I think. All right. So there's your answer. Israel first and a second. We think God says no. I'd consider it. I don't think it's a lock. They'll be able to sign Higgins or Evans because Evans, you know, he could end up being a lifelong buck. He's had an incredible career there. They may end up bringing him back. Who knows? And uh, T Higgins, I could see going because they're not going to pay Chase and T Higgins. So he's the other guy. But man, it, it is a sexy thought at uh, Devontae on one side and Garrett the other. LC, the Wee Wee Lee. Do you think JD will trade out of the top 10? to get us back into the second round slash accommodate more picks, or is it more likely to capitalize on a top 10 OT offensive tackle cost? Yeah, I think it's more likely to get a top 10 OT. Now, let, like, let's say that the kids from Penn State and the kids from Notre Dame are gone, you know, the two top tackles, then maybe you're looking to trade back. It's so early, Jake, in December. I don't know what's going to be there for people to want to trade up for, right? Like how many quarterbacks are going to be going, Will people be looking to get in the top 10? Um, you know, you need trade partners to do that. There's not always a lot of interest in trading up. But I, to me, I think I think they're going to be trying to get one of those tackles right now sitting here in December. Yeah, I agree. I think there's it's just too big of a need right now for them to just risk losing out on one of the top tackles to get someone else later on. So I don't see that happening. DMR Mets, great job, guys. They say that this draft has a few good tackle prospects. Would the Jets take a better tackle prospect with a pick, or they rather trade back, maybe get a second-round pick, and take a tackle anyway with a later first-round pick by trading back? Similar to the last question, question, I guess. Yeah. But no, so. yeah, you want you will you need they, they need to get a stud left tackle, right? Like they, that's what they need, and you're not getting that. I mean, later in the drafts. Uh, is less of a chance. So I, I think you're you're looking at one of those two tackles. From D. Kachalane, 23, 
This is not about firing him because we know he's tied to A-Rod, but from a media slash fan perspective, why is GM Joe the most Teflon sports executive in NYC right now? So he came in in a weird situation, right? He came in in June where that year was basically not, there was nothing on him. 2020, everyone wanted to blame Gase for everything, right? 2021 was a new coach, you know, and then there's the last two years and this year, uh, I think, you know, Rogers injury goes over everything. And I think he, in 2022, he had maybe the best draft class in the history of the franchise. We'll see um, if they can, if they continue on that path, but he had two rookies of the year. So you weren't really going off oh, fire Joe Douglas in 2022. That kind of carried over this year. I mean, he, he's done some really good things. Uh, this roster is better than it was when he got here. And the defense is a legit top 10 NFL defense. And uh, most of the players there are, were his acquisitions. Uh, Quinnen and Mosley are the ones that were here that he inherited. Uh, but he's done a good job on that side. He has royally failed on the offensive line, and which is ironically what he came in touting. That's his thing. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, you know, I think – it, the, the Rodgers thing is, you know, but people want to say, oh, Aaron Rodgers is running the organization. He's bringing these guys back. I don't think it's that simple. I just think it's the way things are right now. It doesn't make sense to get rid of these guys when 2024 is going to be a go for a year with Aaron Rodgers. You, you wouldn't bring in a new GM and a new coach who are going to want to rebuild this thing and change a lot of stuff. So he kind of, he's getting a pass. And I, th- but I think Jake, I think 2024 for Joe Douglas and Robert Sala is going to be really uncomfortable because I think they are going to be under, you know, a white hot spotlight of everything that happens. The team starts one in three. People are going to be saying fire them now. Like it's, there's going to be no wiggle room in 2024. None. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that because now the whole thing, if Rogers plays 2025, you know, this isn't a, a, a two-year extra. Yeah, you know, I don't think he, they, I don't think they get a pass for 2024 because of Rodgers. I think that's over. So mm-hmm. yeah, even if he's playing in 2025, I think at that point you tell him deal with it. We're making a change if if things don't go well. Yeah, and even if, if Rodgers, I, I think if he gets hurt again or something, you can't use the injuries as an excuse again. If they don't make the playoffs, period, I think they're gone next year if they end up coming back from Nick Flair. And why is there any chance? the Jets demote Hackett and hire a new offensive coordinator. That's interesting. Do you keep Hackett on the staff? Maybe give him offensive assistant title, red zone specialist, and then put in a new offensive coordinator? Can you see that happening? No, I don't see that happening. I think I think that's the one where Aaron has something to say. You know, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to Woody and saying, oh, keep Joe Douglas, keep Robert Sala, but Nathaniel Hackett's his guy. So, yeah, I think he'll be the offensive coordinator next year. I don't know. Do they give Todd Downing more responsibility? Maybe something like that. But I, I think he's going to be the offensive coordinator. I really look, Rodgers is going to be calling the shots next year if he's playing the games. He's going to be the one. The offense is designed for him to go to the line of scrimmage and call the play. Like, this is like Peyton Manning in Denver, you know, or Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Like, remember in the beginning, they, they tried to force Tom Brady to kind of do their thing when he got there and it didn't work. And then like halfway through the season, they're like, all right, go ahead, do your thing, Tom. And they won the Super Bowl. So this is going to be Aaron Rodgers' offense if he's healthy. And Nathaniel Hackett will be along for the ride. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. All right, similar question here. I mean, I guess we just answered a spicy jetpack and 
Lanchester Royal, who gets fired this offseason, who is going to be sacrificed to get fired? Well, we think they're keeping them. Do they maybe fire Keith Carter? Or Keith Carter could be a, I maybe. I mean, I don't think that's something Sala would want to do. I think that would come from Woody. If Woody's like, you know, somebody has to go, maybe it's Keith Carter. The offensive line's been terrible. I don't necessarily know if it's his fault. He's playing his seventh right guard. But yeah, uh, you know, you look at the offense, Jake, and what kind of what strikes me is where have they gotten better? Where are the play, where's the player development on defense? You see it like there's guys like Quincy Williams and Bryce Huff and Tony Adams who aren't like high pedigree draft picks and they've gotten better and that's coaching and on offense. You just don't see it. You haven't seen it with the jets in ages. Uh, I feel like maybe I'm forgetting somebody, but I feel like Robbie Anderson's probably the last guy that they like was like a, you know, he was undrafted and developed into something. So, and that's like four coaching staffs ago or something, but they, it's just, you look at it, even like Xavier Gibson, he's done okay, but he, he like, I don't know. It, it's they. He hasn't gotten better and better. Like you saw the seeds of this in training camp, and it hasn't really. You want to see more, you know. Uh, so I think I think they have to look long and hard at the offensive coaching staff beyond Nate Hackett. From Hair Club Prez, which not something we're a part of. Uh, how meddling is Woody? He seems horrible, forced out MLF, and then we couldn't attract a good OC because lame duck slash Woody situation. Now we hear he's reviewing game plans, question mark. I really feel if we had a better organization, uh, parentheses owner, we'd attract better GM slash coaches. Well, I've been heard he's reviewing game plans. That would be, you know, interesting. But Woody's not Jerry Jones, but Woody's heavily involved. Like he likes to know what's going on and he weighs in on stuff. And yeah, he's he he's heavily involved. Right. It's like he, he wants to know all the stuff like the draft he's involved with. And week to week, he meets with the coaches. He meets with Sala. I don't know if beyond that, Sala, he meets with Douglas. So he's got his hands in it, Jake, and he's got opinions and personnel stuff. What he weighs in on. It's his right to do it. He's the owner. But I do think if he says Sala and Douglas are coming back, he needs to just get out of the way and go, all right, like they need a year where they, they can do what they want to do. You know, the money is Woody's decision, how much money he wants to give them for free agency and stuff like that. But he uh, he should let them just do, you know, go out the way they want to. If this is it for them, they should they should get to make the decisions without him, his interference. So you're saying he has the right to do what he wants, but maybe he should meddle a little bit less than he has been. Yeah, I'm, meddle's a tough word, Jake, right? He owns the team. <laughs> so is it meddling? I don't know. It's it's his right. If you're if you own a sports team, like you you should want to know what's going. I don't think I think if it was the opposite way and he lived in, you know, he has a house in Florida, right? If he stayed in Florida all year and had nothing to do with the team other than cutting checks, I think we'd be ripping him for that. I think we'd be saying, Oh, he's an absentee owner, right? Like, why isn't he more involved? He should want to know what is going on. He should be asking questions. The, the team's not doing well. He should be trying to figure out why, and he should be evaluating everything. Where I think it goes a little too much is if he starts trying to involve himself in football decisions. He doesn't know who the best right guard is. He doesn't like that. Like he succumbs to what many of you fall into the trap of like, oh, I read this or I saw this on Twitter, and that's what I think. That you know, like he can't he can't do that. Like just stay out of the football decisions. But he should be like asking questions about how they're what the process is. 
So basically, stick to the color uniforms and what you're going to tweet those out. No, no. And I would, if I was advising Woody, I'd say stop tweeting the damn uniforms. He makes such a big deal out of that. I'm like, all right, bro, we get it. Like, you, you like the black pants and you know the green jersey. Like, enough. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure what he's doing there. I would, I would advise him to stop. I would advise him to to cut back on Twitter a little bit. Yeah, he's a big Twitter guy. So maybe you're right. Maybe he's reading the tweets. Maybe he's seeing our tweets. Oh, I think he absolutely reads the tweets. I think he absolutely does. He's got to, when he scrolls and not accidentally hit like on something, that's the key when you're scrolling. He's done that before. He did that, God, he did that once. I can't remember what it was. I wish I remembered the tweet you were talking about. Yeah. Um, But I I mean, I guess according to you, you said that Joe Flacco is not here because of him. So maybe that was the decision. I never said that. I said that there was, I said it wasn't because of Joe Douglas. I said maybe somebody else did not want someone him. else in the. I didn't say who it was. The the mis- the mysterious person who does not like Joe Flacco on the Jets organization. Yep. We'll find out one day from E. Gerlin, a loyal listener of the show. I enjoy gangs all here. Always fun, whether I agree with you and JB or not. The Jets can't fire Sala without firing Joe Douglas too. Can't let a lame duck GM pick the new AC and the ambassador owner isn't extending. Joe Doug's contract. Yes. Either all in or all out. Which do you prefer? Thanks. So you sort of answer this, but yeah, I agree with them because I, I've heard that question of, okay, they fire Sala and keep Douglas. Like then where are you in a year? Right. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't go well in a year, now you're going to fire Douglas and now you have a coach. Like they, they are married to me. Like it's, it's, it's fire. Both of them or fire. Neither of them. That, that, that's clear to me. From camp hope owner, Brian, can you speak, just speak to Aaron's influence this upcoming offseason with free agent and draft. It feels like he's keeping the band together if Aaron blesses it. Do you think he's only gotten more power the way this team broke down? No, I don't think he's got more power. You know, I think they're gonna they're gonna listen to him, but I don't think it's gonna be quite as much of like, okay, every ex Packer he likes is gonna be here. I think they I think they think they can say, like, hey, Aaron, Randall Cobb didn't work out, Alan Lazard didn't work out. Uh, Tim Boyle, who signed with the Texas practice squad, by the way. Yeah, Tim Boyle was le- a little lesser, but yeah, they. So I, I don't. I think he'll be involved, but I don't think he's calling the shots, you know, of, of free agency. And I definitely, I don't think he'll be involved in the draft at all. I think, I think it's more free agency. He'll be. They'll ask him his opinion of. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's what the trade with Adams comes in. But yeah, I, there's no real former Packer. Who else are they going to get I, at this point? I don't I mean, think Bakatari is the big talk. Maybe Bakatari. Yeah, maybe. I mean. Yeah, he, yeah, I don't. I think I don't. I don't think you go down that road. But maybe to me, they don't need him to say go get Devontae Adams. Like you, you know what Devontae Adams is, yeah. right? So like you either like him or you don't. You either like the price that the Raiders are asking or you don't. I don't think that's going to be all. You know, Aaron, and don't overlook Hackett here too, because everything goes on Aaron, right? Hackett was a driving force behind Lazard because he had him in Green Bay. So Hackett knows these guys too. I think Hackett's pushing for. And Hackett has Hackett's now that Hackett has more influence, Hackett's in more meetings, right? Where they talk about this stuff. Aaron Rodgers isn't sitting through their free agency meetings. There's probably going to be a call at some point from Douglas of like, hey, what do you think of this guy or that guy? But that's it. From NY Jet Fire, will the Jets pick up Vera Tucker's fifth year option? That's a good one. I think yes. But yeah, obviously there's uh there's injury concerns there. I do think an Achilles and a torn triceps are kind of freak one-off injuries that he he suffered back to back. It's not like he has a chronic knee condition, right? Like when Makai Becton, you looked at him and it was like, okay, his knee keeps hurting. He's a large man. This is probably not going to go away during his career. I don't think you look at ABT and go, uh, he's going to have recurring Achilles problems. So 
I would pick up the option. I think the Jets need to figure out this offseason what position AVT plays and stop moving him around and kind of let him settle in at one position, whether that's guard or tackle. And, and you know, I think it'll probably depend on some of the other moves they make. I think ABT will probably p- fill the spot that they can't fill. Like if they if they find a good, really good right guard, ABT will play right tackle. If they find a good right tackle, ABT can play right guard. So, but I, I would I would pick a position for him this offseason and let him like grow there. And got to hope he stays healthy. I mean, that was the big thing with this O line. Like it's not like they had no talent; they just had terrible injury luck. Uh, but they started the from a place of weak talent, Jake. Remember we talked about it all summer. Right. And, you know, the that's practice. what you wrote about a lot was you were worried yeah, about the, the offensive line. That practice, I mean, that practice in South Carolina was jarring and they can downplay it all they want, but it was jarring. They got dominated by the Panthers that day. Then from there, <laughs> they had injuries. So I do think I thought they had a decent group that the second group that played, I want to say they played weeks three, four and five. I thought that group was okay, and then AVT went down and things went south from there. All right, last question comes from Jake in Astoria. What's your favorite Christmas movie, guys? Jake from Astoria. We have to answer this guy's question? Yeah, he's he's a, he's a clown. Favorite Christmas movie? I like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation a lot. Okay. I'd probably go there. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie, Jake? What do you, where do you fall on that argument? Uh, I, like I don't Die think Hard. so. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think no. so. All uh, right. Christmas vacation. I think Brian Boyle said that on a Rangers podcast. I think he said Christmas vacation as well. Yeah. So. Hard to go. Hard to go wrong with that. What is yours? Uh, mine is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I love Jingle All the Way. It's it's so ridiculous, but I don't so think I've funny. ever seen that. That's on oh, there. Yeah. It's, you know, have a bottle of wine and, and watch. Uh, you drink wine? Are you a wine? Are you, don't Chris, you don't drink wine? You don't drink, period. All right. Oh, okay. Again, this is why you remember all these things. I don't, but ha- you know, have a, have a diet coke and watch uh, Jingle All the Way. It's just it's just such a quotable movie. Everything Arnold says. Maybe I, you know, I, I saw it as a kid, so on VHS it was better. But it uh, what's is a classic. Quote? Well, give me a quote because I feel like I don't know any quotes from Hearts. Before. Hearts went to see it in theaters the other day. I guess it was playing at some random theater, so Hearts went to go see it in in person, mm-hmm. which a little crazy. But uh, you know, he's in my house eating my cookies, decorating my three. Put that cookie down. It's basically Arnold is divorced wife. This guy comes in her house decorating the tree, playing with the kid, and he has to get him his Turbo Man doll. Turbo Man, uh, it's Turbo time. And he dresses up as the Turbo Man, and he goes through all these leaps and bounds to find this rare Turbo Man doll for his son Jamie uh, for Christmas. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It's hard to reenact the whole thing, but it's in the 90s, Jake. Is that 90s? 90s, yeah. Arnold, it's it's like Arnold, wildly corny. There's an Arnold documentary, right, on Netflix right now. I haven't watched it, but Arnold's career is fascinating with like oh, yeah. all the twists and turns and like how he became this like comedy guy in the 90s is 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 very interesting. I mean, that and the, the old, I think it was Batman and Robin. I mean, my name is Freeze. Learn to well yeah, be the yeah, chilling sound of your doom. I mean, it's so dumb, but just well, something about, about his where, delivery. How about the movie where he's pregnant too? Oh, twins! Yeah, classic. No, no, and not then, twins. Twins. Uh, they, there's a movie though where he's pregnant. Like he's he's. he's I think it, it might be with Danny DeVito again, but he's. They look it up. Arnold Schwarzenegger pregnant. Definitely junior, junior, junior. Yes, junior. Yeah. yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, I mean they're it's ridiculously classic, dumb, but it's not a classic. It's classic. It's hilarious. Not like it's it's a great, you know, incredibly directed, you know, great scenery. It's just a ridiculous movie. That's what Jingle All the Way is ridiculous. But I, I'm shocked you haven't watched. Watch it with your kids. I, feel like I saw kids. something jarring, Jake, the other day. 
reminds me how old I am, and maybe you'll feel old too. The uh, Christmas vacation, the woman at the uh, counter in the mall that's talking to Clark. Remember? I don't remember the movie. Bit, well, bit nipply outside. Like bit nipply outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that scene? She she turned seventy recently. Wow. Yeah. We are getting old. I feel old when the Hess truck ad has been a commercial on this podcast. If, and there's a pre-roll, mid-roll that you remember the Hess trucks here. Yeah. I was like, it's still going? There like, used to be I a Hess truck those. in every every Jets locker. Every Jets player used to get a Hess truck. Even, really? after, even after Leon Hess didn't own the team anymore. Yeah. There used to be one. Uh, when was, was this back in like 2000? What, do you remember? I can so I clearly remember it being in Brett Favre's locker because when we went in there that day, like we were like, is Favre going to be here? And it was, everything was cleared out of his locker, except this little Hesh truck was in his locker. <laughs> he left the truck. He left the Hesh truck behind. <laughs> yeah. How about the feeling old, Jake? Did you see the bowl game the other night with Josh McCown's son versus Chad Pennington's son? I didn't watch it, but I know they've been thriving. Dude, who won? Yeah, Josh McCown's son won UTSA. Yeah, but wow, they beat uh, Marshall, right? Marshall, Marshall, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 Chad's son, you know, was probably he must have been a baby, like when he when Chad was here. But I can remember Josh's sons, his two sons, throwing on the field all the time, uh, being around. So that that was uh, that was jarring to see that. And Josh is still coaching the Panther. I don't think he got, no, he got fired. fired. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got him on the podcast, Jake. That's the good news. Yeah, he's got some free time now. His son's bowl game's done. I mean, I love Josh McCown and uh unfortunate situation there because they just made the wrong draft pick. I mean, it's that simple. The Panthers. Well, that was uh, like a crazy owner. You know? Yeah, that too. The owner Tepper is a little nuts. And man, if they had they're probably they regret that every day. I mean, Tepper's basically said that. He's like, Oh, we were close to trading for that pick, and uh yeah. didn't get it. So all right. Well, there it is. Christmas vacation. I'll go jingle all the way. Let us know. Tweet me at Jake Brown Radio. What's your favorite Christmas movie? All right. Well, enjoy the game, Kaz. Uh, well, I'll do a quick post-game Christmas Eve show. If you're listening at Christmas to a Jets Commanders post-game show, well, uh, you deserve a cookie yourself because you are crazy. But we appreciate Seek help. It. Seek help immediately. Merry Christmas. We'll close this episode next. I don't think next year will be my last year. I feel like I can play uh, more years and I can be effective. Alrighty. That says goodnight to episode 173 of Gangsville here on New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartsfeld for being producing the show. Catch up on all old episodes by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Writing a nice review. If you're watching us on that New York Post Sports YouTube page, let us know below. Give us a thumbs up below. Comment below. What is your favorite Christmas movie? And what did you think of the show? If you're not subscribed, go do it on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Find that Gangs All Here playlist. Follow it to catch up on all clips and episodes of the program. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I think I'm actually going to be alone for Christmas this year. Kind of depressing, honestly. Um, I have the option to go home. I, I didn't really want to go down to South Carolina for Christmas. There's always things going on here, and I like to be in the area. So, yeah, so we do celebrate both. Had uh, My dad is Catholic, mom Jewish, so used to get double presents. It was a good time, but uh, uh, yeah, it might be a Chinese food and a movie kind of Christmas. Watch, you know, the Nick game. Yeah, hope you all have a happy, healthy holiday season. A Merry Christmas. I guess I could say it again because we're recording right after the game Sunday. So I'll say Merry Christmas again then. But if you don't hear this till after Christmas,
Christmas. Have a great Christmas, everyone. For Brian Costello, I am Jake Brown. We'll do a quick little, I'll do a mini episode after the Jets Commanders game. There's probably nothing to happen in that game that will be worth doing a long, extended program. But we do appreciate your support. Thank you for everyone for tweeting in at Brian Cos and follow me at Jake Brown Radio. Tweeting in your questions. A lot of good questions this week. We'll try and keep doing that. Get you guys involved. Mailbag as we look ahead of the offseason. Tank is on the draft and all that. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here, everybody. It's turbo time.